the purpose is to tell uh, the Supreme Court that there are limits to its power. Uh, They're poised beginning next week to begin uh, adjudicating petitions uh, to overturn amendments to basic laws, and they have absolutely no legal authority to do so. This is just an absurd, uh, essentially, overthrow of Israel's democratic order by Supreme Court justices who think that they have absolute power to determine Israel's course uh, from the bench. At the same time, do you not see any legitimacy to the argument that um, if the judicial overhaul is pursued, this will leave Israel as a country with no effective system of checks and balances and power will essentially be concentrated in the hands of one man who also happens to be on trial for corruption? Absolutely not. I mean, there's there are so many blocks, limits, checks on the power of both the executive in Israel and the Knesset. And um, but there are but the only remaining limit on the power of the court is their own self-described limit that the source of all of their powers and authorities, as Aaron Barak said back in 1995, are the basic laws that he determined back then are actually Israel's constitution. So he he invented a, a constitution by judicial fiat when he said that the basic laws, which were more declarative than substantive until that time, um, were actually Israel's guiding constitution. We don't have a formal constitution. He created one. And then he said that based on those basic laws uh, that uh, the Knesset uh, passed, the Supreme Court actually has a power that nobody gave them in law um, to abrogate uh, legally promulgated laws by the Knesset. But he said the bar on his power was that he didn't have the power to in any way intervene in basic laws, because that was the sole power of the Knesset. He wrote that uh, in 1995. And now he's made up a completely new idea that nobody ever uh, imagined, which is that the Declaration of Independence, which is a political document, is actually the founding constitutional document of Israel. And then he 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 pretends well, well, the that the Declaration have. of Independence gives the Supreme Court ultimate power over absolutely everything in Israel. The preposterousness of his claim is only, you know, superseded by by its grotesqueness. I mean, he, what he's what he's invented is this monster of unelected self-appointed justices who hold the public in utter contempt. And he says that they have they have the sole power to adjudicate absolutely everything and to dictate absolutely everything in Israel. So, you know, this demonstration today is saying enough is enough. You, you cannot be the sovereign in Israel. The sovereign in Israel are the people, and the repository of that sovereignty is the Knesset, which we elect. The Knesset speaker... Um, Amir Ohana yesterday warned that if the uh, Supreme Court next week votes to um, block the Knesset's decision to cancel the reasonability clause, then mm-hmm. Israel will be on the edge of the abyss. Do you agree with that? And if so, what next? What will happen? No, I think we're over the abyss already just by the fact that the Supreme Court has agreed to adjudicate an issue for which it has no legal authority. Um, I think that's already thrown us over the abyss. How they rule on it, we already know how they'll rule on it. They wouldn't have taken this radical step if they hadn't planned to go through with it. I I personally think that the judgment was already written. 
Uh, I mean, you know, uh, uh, Esther Chayut, the outgoing Supreme Court president, gave a speech where she said months and months ago that uh, she completely opposed uh, uh, the Knesset's plan to uh, limit the court's power by denying it its invented right. Again, invented. It exists in no other country to to abrogate uh, uh, laws and government policies that are perfectly legal by saying that they're unreasonable. Um, so she already, you know, she she didn't just uh, show her hand. She announced specific specific aspects of the judgment that she's intending to to put down uh, after hearing very briefly and without listening uh, the claims of of both sides. And and so yes, I think that. Uh, you know, he's right, except that he's understating the problem. We won't be on the edge of an abyss. We're already in the abyss. And 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 Esther Chayut and Arun Barak threw us into the abyss months ago. Even if everything you have just said is correct, mm-hmm. do you think the price is worth paying? Because many people looking at Israel today see a country that's um, basically falling apart at the seams, the 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 reservist protest has weakened the IDF considerably. The economy is in a mess. The schism up, uh, amongst the population uh, um, has reached unprecedented levels. Is all this worth it for the judicial overhaul? So I don't think that your first two assertions are correct. I don't think that the IDF is a mess. I think that there is No, I said small... the economy was a mess, and I said the IDF... And I don't, and I don't think that the economy is a mess. We're continue... our, our economic growth is continuing... Uh, is, is continuing without without incident. Uh, our credit rating hasn't been lowered. And, and as for the schism, look, I mean, we have never been faced with a situation where you have a minority that lost the election that is go that is so unwilling to accept its loss that it's willing to tear apart the IDF, destroy the economy, uh, demonize Israel abroad, effectively take the leadership of the BDS. Uh, campaign against Israel in order to undermine our international position. Uh, we've never seen anything like this before. Nobody ever imagined that something like this would happen. I think that the government uh, is is almost at a loss how to deal with this situation because we're facing an open insurrection by our unaccountable, unelected, and contemptuous elites who reject the legitimacy of the people's decisions. So I think that, you know, the government has been paralyzed by these riots, by the political violence uh, and the threats and the actions being taken by the people who are directing the violence and the riots and the hate and inciting the hate in places like Kaplan Street and Tel Aviv. Um, And I think that's why this demonstration this evening is so important because if the government is paralyzed then we have to stand united as the voters of israel and say to the supreme court justices we recognize that you're paralyzing our elected leaders through your intimidation and your threats and your violence but you're not going to intimidate us because at the end of the day the only way to deal with a bully and that's really what these people are is to stand up to them you can't run from a bully and try to compromise with a bully the bully doesn't care about your feelings what he cares about is the fact that you're not afraid of him and so the purpose of this rally this evening and the purpose of the previous rallies that we've seen being organized by voters who voted for a government to lead with a certain mandate to enact 
legal reform that places minimal limits on the powers of the Supreme Court and the Attorney General. And we expect for those pledges to be carried out is for us to to make our voice heard and to tell these justices, we're not afraid of you. You can't steal our votes. You can't overturn the elections. You can't just just seize the votes, trample on the votes, throw them into the garbage of 2.5 million Israelis who gave 64 mandates to the parties in the Netanyahu government and want Netanyahu to remain prime minister.